Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating happy, healthy, beautiful homes that prepare us to fly. And Marjorie, today, we are discussing the winter blahs, the winter blues, the winter oh. ugh. Sister, it's real. It's it real. Totally real. And we are so in the thick of it here in Minnesota. If you are relatively new to the podcast, you might not know that I'm based here in the Twin Cities. And then Marjorie, who used to live here in the Twin Cities for a long time, is now based in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. So yes. your winter experience is a little bit different than mine. But I have to tell you, Marjorie, we are just wrapping the cloudiest January on record in the state of Minnesota. See. So, yeah. And since the DNR started keeping records of like sunny days, and that right. was back in the 60s or something, this is the cloudiest January. And so people in this state, Minnesotans can handle a cold. lot. We a handle lot. a lot of extreme weather. But clouds is like the one thing that really gets us down. I always talk to Minnesotans who are like, oh, I could never live in Portland. I could never live in Seattle because we just crave the sun where Whoa. even when it's really cold, you get that like beautiful piercing Cause, sunlight. Because really a, a sunny, a bright sunny day in Minnesota in January is a beautiful thing to feel a little bit of that heat, but you still have the cold and then sun on snow. I mean, it's beautiful. And I I didn't know this until I left Minnesota. And you know how much I love Minnesota. I raised my children there. I have good friends there. I love, love, love Minnesota, but I did not realize. I don't think I suffered from seasonal affective disorder, but I have to tell you when I moved here and most of our days are sunny, I realized that it, it was so severely affecting my mood. Yes. Because it just, it just does the day after day of gray by, by February, I was getting into rough shape by March. I was really hurting and people have to take that. I didn't. I never took that seriously. I just thought, oh, I'm tired. Oh, you know, I would sort of wish it away. I would just say this isn't anything. Now that I have sort of an A-B comparison, I needed the sun, as I think most humans do. You yes. just need that little bit of brightness. Now, how many days of sun – do you know how many days of sun there were in January? Oh, it, it's been like five Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's been so cloudy. It really is. It's definitely less than 10 sunny days. It's cloudy again today. And oh. um, it's looking like we're going to get some sun. I mean, this is the this is the winter where I'm hearing people go. Multiple people have said, I ordered those happy lights. I yeah. just ordered a happy yeah. light. And oh, it's I think making that's great. a difference. And it is. What's interesting about it is also, you know, you realize coupled with the fact that it's been cloudy, it just gets dark really early still. Yep. And it doesn't get light until later. And so when you're not experiencing the sun and you're not getting that vitamin D and all of those wonderful boosts that come from seeing the sun, you can just start to feel really lethargic. Oh, of course miserable. you do. You just want to curl up in, in bed. But I will tell you my, so I grew up in Chicago. 
my father worshipped the sun, loved the sun. I don't think there was ever a day in his life where he wasn't tan. I mean, <laughs> which is terrible. It's terrible, but never, never a day. And so, so many spring breaks when I was growing up, my father would say, okay, we're going to Florida. And we would all just jump in the car and we would chase the sun. And he would just keep driving until it was to his taste and warm enough. (laughs) But I look back at that now and I think that's just, he was craving it. He was just craving the sun and he loved water. So he was craving the sun and the ocean. But it was just so weird. Like we would get to St. Augustine, Florida and the temperature would be like 60. And he's like, not warm enough. And so we just keep keep going until he could get to a place where it was where it was sunny enough and warm enough. And I think I appreciate that so much now. And this is why I say to people, search the cheap fares to get to a sunny place because just getting a dose of it for two or three days, I think, can help. I think the happy lamp is the easy solution. But if you want to lay by a pool or just like even in Arizona right now, it's not really pool weather, although at the resorts, they heat the pool. So you can still go in. But it's 70 during the day, sunny. And so you get that, you just get that sense of, I could be outside, I can sit in the sun, I can sit out and read in the sun. But I mean, I know my mom was here two weeks ago and she had, she found a fair for $49 on Southwest. Oh, that's so good. So, so there are cheap fares out there to get to the sun. Or I think, I wish I'd known about the happy light because I definitely would have gotten that when I lived in Minnesota. I know. I'm going to get one. I, I don't have one yet, but this is totally yeah. happening. My mom just ordered one and oh, good. I'm definitely getting one. And I, I do think your idea of getting out of town, one thing that I've found, and you have to sort of look at what season of life you're in for travel. Yeah, Because of I'm just not in this season where I feel like packing up for 10 days with my kids is fun. It no. just doesn't sound fun. It's way too much work. And so what I've been doing for the last few years is trying to do like mini bursts. So we did do yeah. a family trip to San Diego a couple of weeks ago. And it was like the same as what you're describing in Phoenix yeah. in terms yeah. of weather, like 70 during the day and then cooler at night, but just seeing green and being around it was really right. helpful. And then I've got a quick getaway to Florida in March and then another quick one in April, which is yeah. kind of just how it worked out. And I, I mean, I, I really stack miles on my rewards credit card. So every flight I book is $11. There you go. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't still spend money when you're there, but I've really, we really found, I remember early in our relationship that Jay and I were, when we started discussing like, well, what are we spending money on? And then when we would travel, it would be $900 to go somewhere, 800. And we thought, well, that's not sustainable. And so we pack everything onto our Miles Rewards credit card. Everything oh, we can. I mean, like the water bill, like oh, everything. Every, everything so that on. we can always be getting miles so that when we want to go, it doesn't feel like this totally cost prohibitive thing. I've been an American Advantage member since 1991. And I vote, that's what we do. We, and we do it a little differently in that we don't take a trip, we save miles. Every, you know, everything goes on just like you, water bill, electric bill, everything goes on, but we save them until we can go someplace first class. And so, so that's how we went to Japan. So we went, uh, Japan was free. We went first class back and forth. I mean, that's, that's the way to go if you're going to be on a flight for 19 hours and it was all miles. 
It was all, we just saved our miles. And so I think however you do it, the advice is get a card that gets you miles because it <laughs> makes the trip so much better when you're not paying for the airfare. It totally does. It totally does. So this got me really thinking about some of the little things that I've been doing to try to just kind of feel better this January and feel like, okay, I'm feeling more positive about it and not right. so down. And I do feel like this winter, I've even despite the clouds, I've been handling it a lot better. And number one, which I just keep hearing, we just had a doctor on Twin Cities Live the other day, that exercise is great, but outside exercise is the yep. most important. That yep. getting outside. So last weekend, there's a coworker of mine and it's easy to fall into the classic Minnesota thing of we should get together and then you never get together. You know that thing, right, Marjorie? Oh, yeah. Oh, if you're yeah. not in Minnesota and you don't know the culture here, that's like a classic. We're so welcoming and so nice, but we just want to keep you at arm's length. And so I've been really trying to not be that person because I feel like it's so – and my intentions are always good. Let's get together. And then my life is just wild. And so I'm going, how am I going to do it? So I have it's this colleague – it's kind of a sweet little lie. You know, it is. It's, it, it, but it, I think it, to people who are on the outside who come in and then hear from people, let's get together, and then it never follows up, it does yeah. feel very disingenuous. Yeah. So and it's we, not. Have a, we have a relatively new anchor at our station, and, and we've been saying, let's get together, let's get together. And then I said, why don't we, on Sunday, I was like, we're totally open on Sunday. If you want to come over, we could go for we could go for a walk and walk to get lunch and then walk home. Right. And Jackie was like so excited and she came over. I loaded the kids in the double stroller. I had to like navigate the stroller over massive ice chunks that were right. everywhere. But then we got to the trail and we walked to this little neighborhood restaurant that I love called Birchwood Cafe that's just so good. And we um sat down, had lunch and then packed the kids back up in the stroller and walked back and I have felt so much better all week just well, having done that. Yeah, this is one of the things that when you have little kids, it's really easy to just not go out because to bundle them up is so much of an effort. But I will tell you, one of the things I did when my kids were little, little, about about uh, Bernie and Frankie's age, we lived in a suburb of Chicago called Winnetka. And one of the beautiful things in Winnetka was part of your property taxes went to all of they shoveled the sidewalks. The city did. And so that sounds great. Why don't they do that here? I pay plenty of property taxes. It, it, I will tell you, it was amazing because it just meant the sidewalks were always plowed. Yeah. So what that meant with little kids is I would take my bike, which sounds slightly dangerous, but it was not icy because they were plowed. And I would put we had one of those big uh I can't remember what it was called, the brand where it was. A, it's a burly. A burly. I had a yeah. burly in the back that had the zip up plastic. Yeah. Where you could sort of enclose them. So I would pack them in there. I'd get them in their snowsuits and stuff. I'd put them in there with little sippy cups of hot chocolate. And I would just ride them around the whole neighborhood because Ian sometimes would be home, you know, get home really late from work. So it'd be like right after dinner, like sort of that witching hour for young kids. So like 6.30 and we would just ride around for like an hour. And for them, I think it was kind of magical because they're sitting in this warm little bubble with hot chocolate, sort of seeing the sights. And it's exactly that. We were outside. It was cold. You felt less cooped up because the kids by February, they're a little insane. 
saying if you're not getting them out and doing stuff. Yeah. But that to me, even for me, which it was kind of hard work, is one of my happiest memories of winter in their childhood were those bike rides. It was great. It's- It's so true. And in Scandinavian countries, it's really traditional to leave your kids in their stroller outside of restaurants while they're napping. That's so weird to me. And out on terraces. And I'd read articles about this and I kind of thought, is that a real thing? Well, then remember our best to the nest guest, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. Yeah. Danny posted, she, she lives in Copenhagen and she posted recently a photo of all these little strollers lined up outside a restaurant. And she said, one of my favorite things about Denmark, babies napping outside. And so Franklin, my son, when we did that walk last weekend, he fell asleep. He didn't even get to have lunch at the restaurant because he fell asleep out there and on the way. And I was so happy because I just felt like he's napping outside and that's so good for him to have that nap. So wait, so, did you leave, did you leave him at the door? No, I brought him inside. No, okay. <laughs> I didn't leave him inside. I was like Elizabeth. That's not no. the tradition in this country. Here, I would be reported. No, I he know. came in the restaurant, but he napped the entire time. Oh, he that's did nap wonderful. The entire time, which is funny. <laughs> Another thing that I've been finding that's kind of helping the winter blahs is organizing stuff. Organizing oh, within my house. Yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with feeling like attachment to the sun or anything like that, but it just feels like then the inside of my house feels more fresh, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. So I just finally did, you know, we have two like kind of narrow pantries in our new kitchen remodel and I'd kind of just stuck stuff in there kind of going, I don't really know how I'm going to use this space yet. And then finally, after a few months in the kitchen, I figured out, okay, this is how I want to use it. So I took everything out, put it all back in. And it is so wonderful. And even just toys and clothes and things like that, using this time when you're sort of cooped up and you're feeling just like you're not going to be outside lounging on the deck all afternoon to just start to organize things makes your house feel better. I kind of like that idea that it's sort of a slow, a slow spring cleaning. So instead of spring cleaning, it's you're getting ready for spring. You're just sort of taking every room and getting it ready for when you're going to be out and about and not have to worry about your house. I love that idea, actually. You're totally right. Okay. Another thing I've done, Marjorie, and I know, I know that you get into like a winter uniform thing, particularly when you live here in Minnesota. (laughs) See, isn't that, yes, isn't that a reflection of how depressed I was? I would wear this, I would wear the same thing every day. Every single day. Okay, so this sounds so silly, but I get in the habit of I just wear the same coat every single day. And right. I have this really long L.L. Bean puffer that's like wearing right. a sleeping bag. And it's totally shapeless. And I just throw it on every day because I want something to fully cover my bottom. And I want it to not ride up when I sit down because I don't want my bum in jeans to hit the car seat if it hasn't yes. been warmed up. It's cold. But I found, like last night, I went to dinner with my mom and my sisters, and we had just like this lovely dinner, and it was actually, it's pretty mild right now. Like right now, it's 27 degrees, so it's not bad right now. That's spring. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. So instead of wearing that long puffer coat, because it was pretty mild, I put on like this short little cute Sherpa coat and a hat and mittens. And I felt like a new person. Like, I think if you're feeling like, ugh, every day getting out the door, try just putting a different coat on. (laughs) I know that sounds really small and minimal, but 
there is something about like just schlepping on your big down thing that you've had on every single day that we need to switch it up on occasion. Do you remember the woman that I talked about? I follow her on Instagram, Trini Woodall out of yes, London. I follow her because of you. Yeah. So Trini's obsessed with coats. And this is, she says exactly that. Like she gets more excited about coats than anybody I've ever seen or heard. And she'll do these little in her closet segments. And she did a whole segment about all of the different coats she has. But she does it for exactly that reason. Because she's in London, and so it gets gray, and it gets... But she just... She always has, like, a bright, fun coat. The coat is as much a part of the outfit as the outfit. For sure. And so... And she said it just changes her mood. And so I think that's actually... I think that's really good advice. That's really good advice. Okay. The other two things that I have to beat the winter blahs... I've been really working on this, Marjorie. I've been preparing for this conversation. You have to. You have to. So spa treatments. And I know you love a good spa treatment. Oh, I see. I do. I do. So yesterday I was shooting a story for Twin Cities Live. We're doing a really fun show ahead of the Academy Awards that's like award winning. Right. So I went to this spa called the Woodhouse Day Spa. And they they have locations lots of places. They actually might have one in Phoenix. My cousin's wife messaged me after I posted about it and said, we have one of those in Fort Worth. There are two of them in Minnesota. And I went there and I got this spa treatment for a story. It was a really hard day at work. Yeah. <laughs> now I this did is get when like, you love your job. This is when I love my job. I did get like a, uh, an abbreviated version. It's actually an 80-minute treatment. And I only went through oh. about 45 minutes because of timing purposes and like how long could my photographer stand there getting video of me having a spa treatment done. <laughs> But um, I have sworn and I already bought gift cards to go back because I just love this place so much. But what I loved about it is it's like a true resort spa. So this was one thing I was thinking that you should really try to seek out if you can't do like a vacation, but you can probably swing a spa treatment or ask for that as a gift from someone that you love. Yes. I've decided that now I never want Jay to get me anything other than spa treatments for like, I, that's it. I don't want any more stuff. I just want spa treatments. It's the best. It's, yes. it is the, it's what, I think it's what most of us need. So I think that's a great gift. He's so been traveling all week and I FaceTimed with him this morning with the guys that he was with and he was like, thanks for being such a trooper this week. And I said, it, it feels great. I've been doing great. I know that you're going to reward me with a spa treatment. <laughs> right. He's like, yes, I am. But what I loved about this treatment was it was this facial, everything there incorporates seaweed and they have, seaweed flown in from Ireland every like a couple days and then they lay it on you. So Uh I essentially, they lay it on your face and it has all of these amazing benefits for your skin, (laughs) but it also smells like the sea because it's legitimately green seaweed and I could smell the salt and I could smell the water and it felt like I was on a vacation. You know how you just need to smell the ocean and how yeah. restorative that feels? And we just don't get that here in Minnesota. You don't get that in Phoenix. So, so they lay it they lay it on your face yes. for how long? I think in the full version, probably like 20 minutes. In my okay. version, they did probably like seven minutes it was laid right. on there. And then they do all of these amazing massages. And this facial is an 80-minute treatment. And it is fabulous. And so I can't wait to go back. And it just made me think like that's something I really need to prioritize because I left there feeling like my skin was dewy. I felt relaxed. I felt like I spent time at a vacation. And one thing that I was wanted to recommend when you're looking for a spa, and I love 
all spas and salons I think are wonderful places. But <laughs> when you go to a place that's like an actual day spa, so often that's like in a hotel, right? right? Or in a resort. So like really nice hotels will have beautiful spas. It There's something different about then about that experiences versus going to like a salon that also has a spa because yeah. there you walk in and it's like hair dryers, right? And then come back to the spa yeah. versus or like a medi spa, which I, I also love a medi spa because I think those treatments are great. But it that environment feels a little bit more clinical. I think if you can seek out an actual day spa yeah. is when you really get the most sort of vacation in a bottle. That's the That's the only thing I do now is day spas for exactly that reason, that if I'm going to spend money to do it, I sort of want it to be a very long experience. Yes. And so if you're going to go to a day spa, if you go to like a what you were talking about, sort of those more clinical ones, you go in, you go for your treatment, and then you leave. And yeah. believe me, that's lovely. It really and there's is. a you place go, for that. Totally. And there's a place for that. But if you really want to feel rejuvenated more than just the facial we are the land of spas here in Arizona so it is amazing so I go to a lot of the different hotel spas yeah and here's the ears you know we always have the high low version on the nest the low version is get your Groupon so (laughs) they Groupon here and probably in Minnesota I mean if you're on a limited budget you can always look to see if any of the hotels or even if then, if you're going to go to sort of one of the, the, the mini spas, a lot of times you can try it out with a Groupon and see sure. if it's really, see if it's really worth the money to you. Because there are people who this doesn't move them in the same way that it moves me and you. Mm-hmm. And it's better to try it first and see if you like, first, if you like the spa, second, if you like the treatment, instead of spending a hundred dollars, you're spending half that or whatever it's going to be. Here in, in Arizona, all of the spas, as I said to you before, Elizabeth, in the summer, there's nobody here. Yeah. And so all of the day spas at the nicest hotels all do Groupons because they want to keep their people active through the summer. For sure. And so, so it's a great way to go to these really beautiful day spas. So any town that you're in, wherever you live, you can look at that first and see, is that something I want to spend my money on? Because as you said already with Jay, like when you were talking about travel, if you have a little bit of extra cash, you do, if you're intentional about how you spend it, that's one of the things that for me, I decided that's worth it. There are so many other things I would give up before I would give up. And I don't do it a lot, but I'll do it three or four or five times a year. I would rather do that. I don't. I love that feeling of just going to a spa for five or six hours because I'll take the day. I know, totally I'll... do. And you know what, Marjorie? What's cool about like day spa places is you can actually get more bang for your buck. You might think oh, it's yeah. more expensive, but like they have these beautiful showers. They have all these wonderful amenities that they want you to take advantage of. I mean, yep. they were telling me yesterday that they'll have women come in get a service and then sit in the quiet room with spa water and candles oh, yeah. going and relax and then just say, hey, wake me up at 345 so I can go pick up my kids from hockey. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. They'll have steam. You can steam. take advantage of more. Yeah, the steam. They have hot tubs. All those things that you can take advantage of yeah. that in a traditional kind of like salon or medispa thing, it's more like, you're right, go in, get your treatment right. and then scoot out. So yeah, it's I'm wonderful. all about it. I'm all about it. I've just, I am just making it really simple for Jay for gifts from now on. Like that's all I want. Yep. That's all yep. I want is a gift card and the time. So he'll give me the <laughs> gift card and then he'll say, uh, what, go, hey, when are go. you booking it? Go. I've got the kids. I've got it all handled. That's and then good. the final thing that I have 
really thought is so lovely if you can do it, which I think in most cities you can, when you're experiencing that sort of winter blah, is to find a greenhouse or a conservatory or even a garden center to go and visit. And that's available for everybody because it is such a reminder to me. So I did a story for Twin Cities Live a couple weeks ago and it aired yesterday on this amazing place, Marjorie, called Superior Fresh. Now, this isn't open to the public, but it just reminded me of this. It's essentially an aquaponics operation in the middle of Wisconsin where they're raising salmon and they're raising certified organic greens in this total sustainable aquaponics situation. And I went into their greenhouse and I, I nearly, I mean, I was about to tear up. Because all I saw was the green. And, you know, I mean, I love gardening. I love seeing things grow. That just, like, really fills my soul. And so to be in this greenhouse where I just saw just yards and yards and yards of greens growing was so overwhelmingly beautiful to me. And it reminded me that, oh, my gosh, I need to do this more regularly. And, you know, we've got, like, the beautiful Coma Park Zoo and Conservatory here in St. Yep. Paul, which is so easy to get to. There's one out in Chanhassen that you can go to. And and even if you go to, like, a Bachman's or, like, whatever garden center you have. Just to just get a to, dose. Just to just get a, a dose. dose of the green and the humidity is so restorative. Yeah, I, I think it's that's so key is just to realize because I think it's the it's symbolically it's the sign that spring will come back and things will be green again. But I think the the whole thing I was talking to my husband last night and I was saying, you know, how did we get through that with the kids? And he said, you know, one of the things that we learned from Minnesotans about winter is that you have to lean into it and you yeah. have to be outside. And I just a couple of quick things that we used to do with because part of I think being sane during January, February. March and April, especially for young mothers with or mothers with young children, is you have to figure out how you're going to help them burn the energy through the winter. Mm-hmm. And the best way, because there's nothing better than having young kids who've been playing in the snow for hours coming back inside because they are exhausted. They just <laughs> it, like it just. And one of the things I was I was talking to my husband about this last night. One of the things my oldest son Gar always had more energy than the three of us combined. Always. And so one of the things we did, and mind you, there are lots of stories in Minnesota, or there are stories in Minnesota about kids who go out digging in the snow, and it's actually kind of dangerous. Like if they're building tunnels and all of those things. Yeah, we used to do that. So, yeah, so I say this with a huge caveat of you have to watch over your kids very carefully. But Gar loved to dig. He just loved to dig. And so what they ended up doing, and I was, you know me, I was an anxious parent. So I gave them all of the, the, the talks about tunnels and all of that. But what he used to do is he'd dig out like full rooms, Elizabeth. Like we'd walk <laughs> over, cause we lived across the street from a golf course and there'd be, you know, huge drifts. So he would like dig out, I would go over and check on them and they'd be like nine and seven. So they were a little bit older and they were right across the street and there'd be like, they'd make, they'd have made like snow chairs and they'd have like all of this stuff. But it was like hours they would be outside. And I think that's the thing that you have to find for your kids is like, what can they do for hours outside that'll totally wear them out? And then just, I don't know if you've done this with Bernie and Frankie yet, but it's one of my favorite things to do in the winter with young kids is take them to the habit trails in Minneapolis. Oh no, what's that? It's the, it's the connectors, the walkways through the buildings. So I would bring the, I would bring the kids there for an adventure day. And we would just spend the day wandering 
through the through the uh, through the walkway. So in Minneapolis, if you've never been there in the winter, people use these. Um, oh, you're above... talking about skyways, right? Skyways. Yes. yes. I had forgot. I had forgotten the word. I know. I was like, wait a second. What, <laughs> what are, what are hobbit trails? What's a walkway? Where is this? <laughs> oh, that's what we used to call them. I we live here. Them... <laughs> we used to call them the habit trails, like a gerbil. Um, so, but the skyways. So I would take the kids and, you know, we would have lunch and I'd let them find little things and you could burn like three or four hours just exploring the different walkways, which is really fun because they could, they could take their coats off. They could run around. You're still kind of outside, but not. Yes. So it's just a really, that was just always a really fun thing and distinct to Minneapolis. I don't know many other cities that have anything like that. No, the Skyways, and they're very controversial here. Some people think they should be removed, and we should just embrace the outside. It changes I get the city. lost in them every time I'm there, and the, the, I don't know how to get in and how to get out, and it's very confusing for me. Then take the kids and get lost together, because it's really fun. <laughs> oh, it's really fun. It's really fun. It is really good stuff. Okay, I feel better about winter already, Marjorie. This was there a good you conversation. Go. There so you go. Good. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend. And if you have a moment, please give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Reach out to us. You can find both of us on Instagram at Best of the Nest or at Eliz Reese and at It's Me Marjorie One. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.